Hey, what's going on, everybody? Jesse here from Flyers Alley. I want to talk to you guys about Anchor. It's a great podcast app. We use it for Flyers Alley. Basically, all you do is download the app, create a profile, and it's pretty self-explanatory. You record, you uh, publish it, and I believe within minutes, you're on your favorite podcast apps, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, the works. So, if you guys want to create your own podcast, the best way to go is Anchor Apps. We use it in the alley. You guys should too. That kind of a series. Face off one. It's all over. The Flyers have won the second in a row. The Flyers have won their second consecutive Stanley Cup. and drops it off for the carry on by Claude Giroux. Giroux holding, gets around in front. Playing cross ice, boxes to Hayes. Hayes to the back end, and he scores! Hayes back end, forehand! What is going on, everybody? Jesse here for Flyers Alley, here with uh, Wader Rusky Jr. What's going on, Jess? Not much, not much. This is episode seven, season three. Um, what, I just got a text from Crosby, some pitch. What just happened? No, uh, because uh, you said Yelp like three times, two times in a row. So I was just like, Crosby's a bitch. <laughs> Uh, I only said it once. I'm, my phone's stupid. I don't know. Uh, before we get into it, uh, Flyers Alley is sponsored by Body Check Wellness. Go to www.bodycheckwellness.com and put in promo code Flyers Alley to get your hemp-derived CBD oils and functional mushroom blends. So... I got some things actually written down because I definitely didn't want to miss anything. <clears throat> um, we'll just get into the losses and the and the wins or win. Um, so the Flyers, uh, they played the Pens first and they lost five to two. Then they won four to three. Then they lost. Again, four to three, and then they lost last night to the Capitals three to one. So, what? And uh, excuse my sniffling and such. My entire house is sick right now. 
So yeah, I'm surprised I didn't get anything. <laughs> well, I'm the guy that's like, oh no, don't you give my daughter kisses and shit, and then I'm like, oh, I wonder why I'm sick. <laughs> well, that and you're you're picking up the the infected ones all the time because you know. Yeah. That's all the right. kids do is pass diseases. Yeah, that is what <laughs> they do. Um, so with Flyers' loss, their first loss against the Pens was kind of I I thought it was devastating. Um, the win was definitely a lot closer than everybody gives it credit, but it's a everybody's kind of just like win win win. The the loss on Saturday. I really thought the Flyers should have won that one. Uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, obviously, well, I'll say after, you know, after the Capitals, we'll get into what they're saying. But um, I really thought they should have won that game. And the Capitals game, I just they just didn't show up. I mean, they just didn't. But what are you th- your thoughts? All right. I'll rewind it back to the win that we had. We came back from an 0-3 deficit. I did for, the, I don't know how I forgot the about that. <laughs> first time the first time since I forget the fucking year it was on the the TV. But a few years for the Flyers to come back from an 0-3 deficit to to uh to a regulation win, not not just an overtime win, it was a regulation win. But <clears throat> but um there's a this past week, uh, not with just the Flyers game, it's been all over. The, uh, these refs are just fucking terrible at their job with some missed calls, some some calls that were just made up, like TK yesterday for goaltender interference. And he was like two feet from the fucking goalie and some shit. So... My, I mean, my, there's also my the, example the of, thing, but yeah, that was that's outrageous. Uh, that goes along that's, with what I was going to say about Nolan Patrick's boarding. Um, that board that he had against, I think against Boston, I think it may actually have been Friedman. I think they were feuding, which was yeah. great because you know, Pittsburgh. right? That oh, wasn't yeah, it was Pittsburgh, right? Same piss callers, but yeah, right. Um. He he board. It was a boarding call. But... That's a guaranteed boarding call. I don't care. I'm a, I'm all for grinding out fucking hockey. But if you're trying to call some shit, that should have been a boarding call. What Tom Wilson had was a clean hit. It was shoulder to shoulder. The fucking goof put his head out in a fucking bad position, which they teach you in hockey basics: the one on one against the boards. Don't put your body in a bad position. And this fucking idiot gets it, gets it good. Well, so my thing is, is I think it's, I think it should only be boarding one of one of two scenarios. The guy is touching the boards, and his and his back's turned, and you can see his numbers. Now that that play, uh, work the contact. Jesse, if you can hear me, I'm going to cut you off right there because uh, it went robot and it cut you out. 
Can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you now. Yeah. It's roboting again. Can you hear me now? Good. Can you yeah, hear me? I can hear you. You know, whenever I'm in my room, <laughs> I have this issue. I'm on the I'm on the same floor as the router. I don't even understand. Whatever. I'm in the box. We never have a problem. I'm about to just go down there right now. <laughs> That's the basement. That's like where a lot of people don't get reception. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, um, what did what did where did you hear me? I don't. Where did I cut off? Um, <clears throat> you were going into detail where where you were describing boarding. Oh, I don't think it should be boarding. There was where contact occurred when Patrick hit. The other was it was it Friedman? Yeah. Okay. The where, flyer, yeah. <laughs> where where he hit actually hit Freeman. Um he if if he was up against the boards and actually touching the boards, yeah, that's one hundred percent boarding. But I don't feel like the the space between where act occurred and the boards was a good like four, four and a half feet from the boards from where contact occurred. So like he could have fell and actually fell in between that space for where Patrick and him actually made contact. He could have fell on the ice if he actually was falling. But what he did was he took away the space between where contact was between obviously where contact was and the boards. And he leaped and hit the board, snapped his head back. And once you see the head snap back, that's the end of the ball game. That's boarding. That's a, yeah. that's a call, period. But that space in between, I can't emphasize it more. Like he took, he cleared the passing lane of him going through it. Like he, that yeah. was not boarding. And with what you're saying, uh, yeah, uh, the refs need to fucking they need to start doing their job better because they're not even hiding. They're they're trying to push certain teams in the winning category. And it's and it's all over the league. It's not just you know the Flyers game. Like the other night, it was Boston versus the Devils, and Brad the Rat fucking Marshawn fucking cross checked a fucking defenseman in the back of the fucking head, and not a single fucking call. And I have yet to see if there's a hearing. And the fucking guy went to the ground, obviously, because you're just getting fucking blindsided by a cross check to the back of your fucking melon. That's that's. The, and if if you notice, it, it is happening across the league. But it is obviously we're watching the Flyers more. Um, it, it, it the power plays, uh, the penalties seem to happen at the right time for the other team. It's it's it, yeah. It, like, it oh, can't they're be, down two one. Right. Oh, what do you know? A fucking tripping or a dive. The the coincidence. The coincidences. They're just not there. It's not a coincidence anymore. It's it's happening, and they're making it happen. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like again, this this has nothing to do with the the Flyers. I was watching the Vegas and the Sharks game, and Vegas is getting all the fucking calls for them, and they're the ones running around fucking. I mean, I know they got the sheriff on them; he's your boy, but fucking running around smashing fucking dudes with nowhere near the fucking puck. It's a blatant interference call, at least. Or roughing, and nothing. 
Um, and granted, I noticed your, that, uh, the cocksucker Evander Kane will fucking run at somebody, and boom, there's a roughing caller uh, charging. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, our boy Curtis Gabriel stepped up with uh, the sheriff. They got in a little, yeah. they got a little tilt. It was actually pretty good. I'm, it's, it's, it was actually the best, uh, the best fight I've ever seen Gabriel get beat up in. Is it me, or did he put on some fucking weight? He did, like some muscle. He did. When, when I was talking to him, when we were setting up the interview, he was intensely training in Canada, like intense. I was following him on, on following him on Instagram, and he was doing some really like serious Spartan ass training. <clears throat> so like, yeah, I don't know why he went to the Sharks. You don't, you don't, I don't think you need that over there. But uh, well, I think he's either teach fighting for a spot. You know, you see, you see players, and you know who players are. You know, like the Raleigh Cotes, that obviously your hands aren't good enough to stay in the NHL, but right. maybe you can throw your fucking weight around behind your hands just to keep a spot. And that's what's that's what's keeping him in San Jose. I'm sure the Flyers would probably like to to keep a fighter or two. I, you know, you see our guys getting fucking knocked around. There's there's a lot of talks about that on. I'll bring it a little bit because I was going to bring that up. There's a lot of talks about that on other podcasts today. Um. I, I, dude, I wanted Gabriel to stay with us, but he got hurt in camp. That's why he didn't. That's why he didn't stay with yeah. us. That that happens to a lot of players. And I think that there was a lot of resentment. I think he had a lot of resentment uh, towards that. I don't, I, I don't blame. But him. I think he was blaming the wrong people. He got hurt. That's 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 it's no one's fault. It's not yeah. even his fault. But it's that's just it's how it is. It's just the way the the sport is. Um, you know. You got roster spots. You got you got to make roster. Yeah, I mean, there's no. I mean, a lot of people in Philly wanted wanted him to stay around. So, um, speaking of other teams, I mean, we might as well get into uh, the trade deadline. Uh, uh, you know, it, it was uh, there's a lot of talk. There's still a, as there was, but the whole uh, Ekholm thing trade. Now it's mm-hmm. now the 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 most recent thing I'm hearing, and I did hear this on uh, a different podcast called the Li- the Liberty Yell. Those guys are pretty; they're pretty good. Um, that that we should get Ekholm and then get rid of him next year. Now, I don't. Think it's a good idea to get rid of get, go out and get this guy and then have the idea to just dump him off next year. I think he has one year left after, after this season, he has one more under his belt. So maybe expansion draft dump or trade him at the, at a draft day for a couple picks. Cause obviously it's guaranteed we're going to lose if we do end up trying to trade him, trade for him, we're going to lose one or two picks, probably the first or second rounder, right? Just to acquire him. So with with that, I mean that's the only trade thing going on right now. Uh, uh, last time I looked at the block and I like went on Twitter and, and actually searched for it, uh, the the trade block was actually a little unbelievable that that Farabee was on it. I don't think he's really on there. I think a fan probably tossed that on there just to get get people talking about uh, it. I couldn't even tell you where it was. 
to be honest. So, I mean, you're probably um, right. Because he's he's probably – him and JVR, I know, I'm the one that's backpedaling on JVR the, the most because I wanted him gone last year. Right. Because he didn't do shit. But this year's – Different year. He's been putting in fucking work. He's been putting in that work. And fair if, if Farabee and JVR, these two are the – and Coots. I'll even put Coots back in there because when he was gone, we looked horrible. Mm-hmm. With him there, it's a complete different fucking team. Them three there, we'll be all right. <laughs> um, I uh, I don't I don't believe there's very much credibility in getting rid of Nolan Patrick. Um, I know that there's a lot of screaming on Twitter right now about. Patrick, Twitter, Facebook. Twitter's more like realistic, to be honest with you. Um, mm. There's more. There's more news on Twitter than there is on Facebook. Just literally is getting outplayed at this point. Um, let me right. let me go to our sponsors and we'll come back. Okay. Hey, what's going on, guys? Jesse here from Flyers Alley. I want to talk to you guys about Settlemeyer Skate Sharpening. This guy is the equipment manager of the Philadelphia Flyers and has been for the past 13 years. He also was the equipment manager for Team USA. If you go to the website SettlemeyerSkateSharpening.com, they have hats, they have shirts, any hockey accessories you want, you need, or could ever ask for. They also obviously do skate sharpening, so... You guys need something of that nature? SettleMyerSkateSharpening.com is where you guys should go. We'll do it in the alley. You guys should too. All right, we're back. Um, yeah, so like I was saying, Twitter is is definitely the place to go if you actual. I mean, of course, there's bullshit. There's bullshit everywhere. Um, always, there's always. That's why it's called trade rumors. Right. Um, even with you know, uh, I, I'm active on the on the Flyers Alley Facebook group page. I'm the one that usually posts most of the stuff during the game. Um, and the other what was it? It went from I think it was Voracek scored the other night to Hayes scored the other night. That it ended up being somebody else scored the other night, and that was just <laughs> me. Just I, I was I was watching the game. But I just looked at Facebook and it changed like eight times. And I was like, I don't even know who this fucking goes to at this point. So I had to check the NHL network. But like that, just Facebook is, is literally a, a fucking circus at this point. Yeah, we basically just use it just to, for promotional use and some shit talk. I, I've, I've told my wife numerous times, uh, if it wasn't for Facebook and Snapchat, if it wasn't for you tagging me and things on a constant basis, I would 100% <laughs> get rid of both of them. I don't yeah. ever use my personal uh, Instagram. I use the Flyers Alley one for pretty much everything. And, and That's Twitter. basically what I'm taking anyway is the Flyers Alley, uh, J-Bell. Yeah. Every time I hit, you know, J-Bell, the Flyers Alley, where your personal pops up, I just, I just rather leave it. Because nine times out of ten when I tag you in something, it's hockey-related or... I never Something got to great. see uh, Matt Kachuk get dumped today. Oh, every, he gets fucking ran over. That was great. Every time I was trying to load it, I was like in the back of the warehouse, and 
I went outside and like sat there for ten minutes and was like, "This is fucking ridiculous." I just reminded myself, yeah. "I'm gonna watch that later." I love seeing him get fucked uh, up. That'll bring a smile to your face. Oh, I'm sure. Because <clears throat> um, I know how much you don't like him. I despise that man or kid, whatever he is. Um, it call it it. He might yeah. get offended at you by calling him a man. Yeah. Right. Um, on top of that, talk with Ekholm. And the trade deadline, um, you know, the, the there's a lot of talk about now. A lot of people that watch the Flyers are very unrealistic, and that's how Philly fans are. Um, every podcast that's knowledgeable, every show that I listen to is knowledgeable, especially ours. Uh, and the Liberty Yells—that's the ones that I'm listening to the most. Taron Hatcher's one's really good too. They say the same thing. Flyers are a team that if you lose one part of the team, the team crumbles, and that's just how it is. And everybody needs to be okay with that concept because that's just how it is, and that's how it's always going to be. Every player relies on the next guy next to him. So when Couturier's out, they're gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna perform to the top. That being said, um, I think it is okay for everyone to start entertaining the fact that, yeah, this team's defense is 100% not anywhere near what it was because Matt Niskan is not there. Yep. That veteran and mobile and – I already said veteran. I'll say that twice yeah, because that. that's what we need on the back end. Yeah. we Mobility, everybody but Braun can fucking move. Even uh, Posser, Proser. Proser, the Prosenator. He could actually even fucking move in his old ass. I love the process. <laughs> he could actually. Oh, so do I. He can move a hell of a lot better than fucking Braun back there. But everybody, like mobility is something that we don't need on the back end right now. We have plenty of that. Even after, you know, the ghost, you know, eventually leaves because the writing's on the wall for him. He's eventually going to want to leave. Hypothetical, not. You know, there's some trade rumors with that that we could talk about later. It's, it's called an opinion, people. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, I, I was saying again, Ghost was another one that I would want gone. But uh, with him playing this year, like, yeah, he these last four games isn't one to bring up. But he had quite a few hiccups. But there's a lot of spots like where – he hopped back on defense after, you know, blowing his position. He skated back and actually got in a pretty good spot to break up a play or a pass. <clears throat> Even took a couple of block shots, which is. Yeah, he was playing goalie there. For that, for, he was playing goalie there for a little bit. And that was pretty. Uh, uh, that was pretty. Looks pretty good on his resume. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to lose the. Well, especially us. We don't want to lose the Pittsburgh like that. But. Right. I, I don't see, and this is going to be a bold statement, but I do. I have utmost faith that the this season, it being the COVID season, is going to 100% save a lot of guys. That, that 100% do do deserve, in my opinion. Again, in my opinion, um, mm. they deserve a, a full season, a regular season, uh, a preseason, uh, training camp. They deserve all that. that and. I think ghost. I think that's where you you have your ghost. That's where you have your Patrick, uh, your Limblom issues. 
uh, your Sam Morin, getting him up to speed with where where you know you need him to be and where he needs to play, and uh, your Travis Konechny. The, the issues that are happening with the Flyers right now are these are guys that are used to having this, and you know maybe I'm making an excuse for them, but I really think that he, and Moose uh, also another before you start moving these guys out. I think they deserve another another year with the Flyers to, you know, kind of this is let me get a full year back with with my head screwed on straight. You know, uh, I think that that would be something. I think that's something that AV should entertain, but he's not going to. <laughs> uh, I I think AV knows what needs to be happening. That's why certain people that you listed were sitting on the bench for a couple of games mm-hmm. and some people aren't. Um, I said it on one of the uh, Facebook websites. I'm, I haven't even checked yet uh, that I didn't even get ripped into. Um, I was saying that the team needs a good shakeup and they should sit Limblom because that would send a message to every motherfucker offense, defense, Wake the fuck up! I did see, I did see your, I did see you on there, flaring up a little bit with that so, one. <laughs> I, I, I left that one alone. <laughs> he has, I know he just fought fucking cancer. I, I wonder, uh, dude. Like I, really I hate to cut you off, but I was wondering which one of us was going to be the one to do this. <laughs> just be glad it's continue. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're trying to send a message, you already sat a star fucking player in TK. That did nothing. That that made a bunch of fuckers let's go party and get COVID, be all for fucking two mm-hmm. weeks and then come back. Now let's, all right, you guys are back and you still aren't performing except for TK's one goal. He got one goal. He was all over the ice that night. I'm not going to, okay. So you lit a fire under his ass. Limblum, I'm sorry. You're just you, you seem like you don't have it this year right now. I don't know if it's something else still bothering you. I don't know if it's his treatment still, if it's still not having the full fucking preseason. Well remember he was he had COVID, he had COVID too. And and that's why I said a couple of people had it. Well I'm saying uh TK said the other night that he, how they, they stopped in the middle of the game and said how he said he wasn't he still wasn't one hundred percent like physically and he was taking, he couldn't take long shifts. He was keeping them short and shit. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Limblom fan. I, I could really care less about TK because he hasn't shown up to work in a long time. So <clears throat> you're going to get less sympathy mm-hmm. for, from me for TK than you will, you know, Limblom. Uh, but, but with that same breath though, can, does it really look that Limblom is, Giving it his all. I mean, look at the other two games that TK. Uh, he he was the last one to come back from the protocol, and I was the one saying he needs to put his fucking work boots on and get to work. And he looked like he was out hustling. Majority of our team. So so. I I agree with you. I think if you want to shake the team up, <clears throat> yeah, that's the way to do it. I also think that it's also a, a way for the rest of the team to resent the shit out of you. But right now, AV I think does, they need AV it. He doesn't have to make the call. 
they could come up from above. Right. Like what Snyder used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like call it down, like that motherfucker's getting benched. He wasn't giving it his all that shift. Right. Yeah, I mean but I the, don't know if Fletcher the, watches the, hockey. The thing about yeah, well the thing is is that Chuck Fletcher and, and A V are real close. So uh, but A V is not gonna he he's not married to any of these play. He didn't draft any of these players. You know, he's mm-hmm. not he's not married to any of these guys. So I really do think he would do something with what you're talking about. I think you, you won't see it with Limblom because it's like immoral. But sometimes I think that would be the way to shake it up, to rattle the cage. I mean, all right, a timeout hypotheticals position. If we had Peter Laviolette in the same position right now, do you think he would have given a fuck if Oscar had cancer or not and he was playing like I, this? I think wrong coach, wrong situation. <laughs> um, I think if you're going to talk, you talk about Tortorella. <laughs> and, well, Tortor- well, and he'd be off the – Limblom actually can can somewhat hustle back and play defense. Right. He would he would have ripped TK a fucking new asshole bigger than the fucking city cat. You right. Know? <laughs> oh. Because TK, that's not his forte, where Limblom's supposed to be a two-way player, you know. But I'm just not seeing it. it. He could still be suffering from that, but then he should just say, hey. I need another year. I need a couple extra days. I need a couple of days, you know, kick this COVID shit or whatever. Whatever's ailing him. Right. And let another fucking kid up because you're taking somebody else's job. It's a tough, that's a tough decision. That's a tough situation. I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I, I, I am not liking the, the get rid of Limblom conversation, but. I'm not saying getting rid of him. I'm saying sitting him the fuck down, waking him the fuck up. Right. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Like, like, look, Okay. Next year's expansion draft, we don't have to protect you. Either you fucking work now or your ass is fucking gone. Right. That's just me. Some some <laughs> some violent words there. But yeah, I was wondering which the couch coach uh, well, coming was, at you. I was waiting to see which one of us was gonna do it because I, I mean I've been thinking about it. I've been uh, I've been riding the the train of, you know, I understand cancer and such, but you know. We expect more from him, which we do. Uh, I've also been riding the the. Um, I've been saying this for a while, though. I think I'm drive. I'm driving, conducting this train. Uh, Carter Hart needs to be held accountable for his fuck ups. That uh, it's. I'm tired yeah. of the the holding the baby's hand, and so are the fans. And I don't. I very, very, very rarely agree with the Flyers fans, the fan base. And uh, yeah, you got to close that fucking five hole, man. That that one that he let in, he threw his head back like he fucking knew as soon as he slid across. He's uh, and at this point, I can't really say that, that it would be the fans that would be, you know, chasing him out. I I think something's up with his fucking game. Something's going on because he is just not performing. But at the same time, when he lets a five when he lets a five goal five hole goal in, you forget about you know, the rest of the game that he's played and you forget that the defense is legitimately not doing their fucking job. So he's the easy guy to crucify. Exactly. So like, like Elliot the other night that 
that off the boards, bad angle, right under his pads. Like five minutes after that, he was fucking literally standing on his fucking head to make the next save. Right. So I think definitely we need to do something with our defense. I think our goaltending's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, our think, offense I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that's something. Needs like a new spark plug, mm-hmm. you know, take a guy out, flip another one in. But the defense, there's got to be somebody more solid to be paired with either Ghost or with Prove. You can't put them two on the same line because they're both more offensive-minded. And you saw that in the one game where there was two Penguins behind Prove and Ghost on the one goal, and you just can't have that. No matter what fucking league you're playing in, beer league, right? Foot hockey, you don't you don't leave two fucking guys unattended behind the, the defense. No, I agree. Um, I don't. I also don't think Gustafson is the answer. Um, no, he's a replacement. He's, just, he's a good mobile piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nailed that. Actually, that's all he is. He's a mobile defenseman. He, I've said it. The, our last episode, he's a, not a good, solid defenseman. He's a good fourth offensive player right. that hop in on a on a. Drive. Well, it's you know, it's uh, I don't know. I think there's just better people to put in. I would be putting Prosser in more than I'd be putting him in if I'm AV. But you know, AV does his thing, and you know. But you also got to look at this: is you just spent three fucking million dollars for a guy that's going to be sitting on the bench as opposed to, no offense to Posser, I think he's less than a million dollars. That's, that's their fucking – that was their fault, though. You went out and got an almost that's, nobody. That, was, that – whoa, that's not an almost nobody. That's a X 60-point defenseman that you're paying for. What's he doing now? Now he's not doing anything. Now you could say, I fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but you were – you were buying a 60-point uh, fucking player one season removed because of COVID fucked right. it up, but for pretty cheap at $3 million. But now you look at it because the whole system – I don't think he belongs in our system. It's just – I thought it was going to work. I still think it could, but we still need a solid back back defenseman to be with him that's going to do that. Right. I would love us to make a trade for fucking Shea Weber, but I know Montreal isn't going to do that. I would love <laughs> Shea Weber. I would love that. I would give up some some fucking dangerous fucking things against Shea, or Shea Weber on this team. But you need you, the the problem is is we don't have salary cap space for a big. No, I'm hearing a lot of people uh, entertaining the fact of getting rid of Jake for that. No trade clause. Well, then that goes. <laughs> same, same, same with G. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Flyers, the Flyers did that fucking some of years back, but um, you know, to Mike Richards, mm-hmm. they kind of they led. Yeah, I've, if you heard the Nasty Knuckles episode, where they are, the the writing was on the wall that Jeff Carter was going to be traded. Mike Richards didn't know that. He was going to be traded before mm-hmm. Jeff Carter. But no trade clause for Drew and Jake. 
Which they, I mean, they earned it. The only big they earned that. I know a lot of people don't think they do, but yeah, they do. They'll they'll figure it out. And honestly, if it's not eight million fucking dollars, they'll figure it. (laughs) I know seventeen points in twenty games, but I don't know. I like to see effort every night. Oh, great! I I mean, we play Buffalo tomorrow, so I mean, I mean, give 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 Lawton some of that fucking some of that cheddar. That fucking guy's that guy's fucking running all over the fucking place, no matter what line you're putting him on. But a player like that won't see that money. The highest that he'll see is probably four point seven, maybe five if he goes to like, I don't know, Calgary or Winnipeg. Right. You know. All right. Well, that almost that almost covers everything I was gonna I, I was gonna talk about. I don't know where you were if you had anything. Um, well, for our Flyers fans, that if you get to go to a game, don't be like the scumbags in Pittsburgh. Please bring a mask, and you don't need the news channel to Photoshop a fucking mask on your face, please. <laughs> or even put a cheesesteak in your face. You, know, you, beer, you will not believe something. what I saw uh, last week. I totally forgot to tell you this. At the Marcus Hook Deli, because I, oh, I work across the street from the Marcus Hook Deli, a guy walked in and legitimately had a dog on his face and tried to cover his face while holding his, his with his dog. And they they threw him out. Obviously, they were like, "What are you doing?" Okay, yeah, it was, it was funny, right, but good. yeah, that Wells Fargo actually. Like I know, I know a lot of they. They said that the guys there because they they want to give yeah. you the right ones. I mean, the fucking supermarkets even offer you. They one. want you. Even though it's the good, yeah, it's the throwaway ones, but yeah, you, you know, if you go in any fucking supermarket, they're supposed to offer you at least a throwaway right. mask. It's not that hard to ask. It's not that hard to fucking pull your fucking shirt in right. your face either. Um, yeah, yeah, I understand people think it's a fake fucking sickness don't or take whatever, a chance. or a flu. But you know, if if it's the flu, are you going to stand next to a motherfucker right. that has it? <laughs> right. No. All right, then. I mean, I'm not going to let nobody stick a fucking needle on my arm yet. Don't get me wrong. I have never got, I don't think I've ever got really? a shot. So I don't think I'm going to get my this company shot gives them yet. to us every year. Uh, I think I, I can get this one because I'm diabetic. So it puts me on a certain list, <clears throat> but I won't be giving it to my kids. I mean, that's not happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to definitely wait. I'm going to at least wait a full year and see if another zombie apocalypse, you know, pops another up one. Cause there's totally been one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been through a Kensington? <laughs> Low blow. I'm sure that got some more listeners fucking laughing. Um, speaking of listeners, um, that that's, that's all I have for flyers talk. Um, but I want to actually, uh, we are creating a, created a uh, network, uh, our very own. It's called GPS, the Greater Philadelphia Sports Network. And we also have shows that are going to be on that. Um, The Backstabbers podcast, wrestling podcast with the badass Willie Gunn, the phenomenal Tony Styles. Um, They will be on there. We also are having a four for four with uh, 
Scott Hughes covering the Flyers. Uh, we'll we'll actually be covering the uh, Eagles talk and hosting. Uh, James Scorza will be covering the Sixers, and we have yet to find someone to cover the fans because Eric said no. So Eric, when you listen to this, <laughs> thanks for putting us back a little bit. But uh, yeah. So um, Scott, I talked to Scott today about it at work, and he did, he didn't know if he could cover both of them. That means he doesn't feel like doing research. So that's okay. Um, <laughs> but no one else covers the Phantom, so I think that's a good idea. I don't give a fuck about the Phillies. Um, they're, they're just boring in my opinion, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. But is it? Yeah. I would say the same, but I, I sometimes will watch and then fall it's, asleep during it and then wake up. And it's like watching watch it. Lord of the Rings, dude. Uh, if you can make it through an entire one of those movies without passing out at like seven at night, I'll, I'll, I'll give you hoagie. <laughs> well, Lord of the Rings has some people being stabbed. So that's but like the, the music and it's just it's drawn out like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's, it's tough. But <clears throat> yeah, there's big stuff coming from. You know, and obviously Flyers Alley will be on there. Um, so there's big things coming from from us here. Um, if you guys have any ideas, shoot 100%. us a message at Instagram or or Facebook or yeah, yes. Yeah, so our Twitter, our, right? You're on Twitter. Basically, I gotta I gotta start advertising it more because I'm not done setting it up yet. But at one point, our Twitter is definitely going to have a mailbag of questions and such and you know i'll start pumping that out like i'm doing everything else right now i'm just trying to get everything else established and then i'll come back to flyers alley finally yeah but yeah if uh you don't have anything wade i have nothing left nah i think i pissed off enough people tonight uh give some credit (laughs) to our producer eric moore he's helping do a lot of things behind the scenes right now we will also have Live shows coming and everything, a website and such. We're just in the process of doing this all. So uh, this is uh, Jesse from Flyers Alley with Wade. We'll see you guys next week.